it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Welcome, everybody. It is time for your SmackDown study. This is your SmackDown study for October 29th, 2021. Hop, skip, and a jump away from November. Halloween this Sunday. It's a good time. Weather's getting cold at night. Days are still relatively warm, at least in the Northeast. And... It's coming close to the best time of the year, at least for me anyways. Wintertime, lots of snow, lots of cold. The bugs are gone, and it's just it's just a good time. You can always put on more layers. You can always put on more layers. <laughs> but let's talk this show tonight. This was a good, good episode. I was... I was very sports entertained. <laughs> um, and But, you know, not to say that there was some good wrestling on this show, too. But the funny part was no Roman Reigns, no head of the table, no tribal chief, none of that. And the show kicked ass. <laughs> not gonna lie. I was really, really happy with it. So let's just start things off. We start off the show with our women's champion, Charlotte Flair, coming out and doing what Charlotte does best, basically taking all of the credit for everything because that's what Charlotte does. <laughs> she um, states that all she wants to do is bring out the best in all of you know, the SmackDown women's roster and of course when you talk about the best sasha banks then herself the boss comes out and uh gets in charlotte's face basically claiming that she wants herself a title shot and she thinks that she deserves it well normally i'd be i'd be tending to agree um, because for those of you who've watched um, Charlotte and Sasha's previous feuds, they've they've been pretty good. So obviously we'll put ourselves into another one. Would not complain all that much. However, Charlotte claims that 
Sasha can wait. Charlotte wants to bring out, you know, new talent. Talent that hasn't had a chance. Charlotte wants to make them shine. And boy, do we get one heck of a surprise. Shotzi Blackheart, or as she's going by now, just Shotzi, comes out with her tank, claims she wants herself a shot. So that's our opening contest for the night. They uh, they claim it with the championship contenders match, which, as we all know, is a terrible way to call a number one contenders-ish type match. If the challenger beats the champion, they are elevated to possibly having a title shot in the future, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I really don't know where that name came from, the whole championship contenders, but I don't know. Just stop it. <laughs> but this match, it was good. Wasn't without its flaws, obviously. These things happen. It's a live television show, folks. This is what happens. Shotzi, she hung with the champ. There were a few points where I thought Shotzi might actually get the upset. Sasha out there as well during the whole match, just keeping an eye on things. Uh, cheering Shotzi on so that she can get one up on Charlotte. However, unfortunately, towards the end of this matchup, Sasha tried to get involved at least verbally with Charlotte during the match. Charlotte was able to get out of the way. Uh, Shotzi almost hit Sasha, but that distraction, unfortunately, was enough for Charlotte to get the upper hand and get the pin. So a great showing by Shotzi shows that she could really hang and they continue to do stuff like this. She's definitely going to be a top star on the blue brand. This is where things though get interesting. So the match ends, obviously Charlotte gets out of the ring. Sasha feels bad for what happens. So she gets in the ring to try to help Shotzi up. Well, Shotzi clearly frustrated by the match not going its way and Sasha unfortunately getting involved. Shotzi then pushes Sasha down and then proceeds to absolutely beat the ever-living snot out of her. Beats her on inside the ring, throws her outside of the ring, smashes her against her tank multiple times, and... The crowd was in a bit of a state of shock. Now, when she came out, she got this huge pop, which is good news, especially for someone who really hasn't been on TV all that much lately. So the uh, crowd's still over. This is good. And then she's literally beating up the biggest face on SmackDown. And the crowd doesn't really know what to do. (laughs) They don't want to boo her, but yet at the same time, She's doing heelish things, so you're supposed to boo her. Me, personally, I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm cackling, laughing my ass off. I'm like, this is fantastic. I said, this is, this is what we needed. This puts Shotzi on the map when it comes to the women's division on SmackDown. You know, no offense to her when she had her tag with uh, Tegan Knox, They were great together, but... Shotzi is a singles competitor, 
and now's her time to shine. So I see big things. Um, obviously, now we're going to get Shotzi versus Sasha in a feud. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be great for both women. I don't care who wins or loses this feud. This is definitely going to elevate. I, I will definitely, even even with Sasha, this will elevate both of them. Because um, Sasha, uh, because Shotzi is no slouch in the ring. But that's just the first, like, 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> we then had a little split recap um, with what had happened last week with Brock Lesnar destroying everybody and everything and Adam Pierce having the unfortunate duty of being the one to tell everybody that Brock Lesnar was indefinitely suspended, which, of course, Brock comes out at fives. Adam Pierce so hard, he splits his pants literally down the legs. Like, it was, it was hilarious to see. But because of that, and because of all the damage that he caused before, Adam Pierce finds Brock Lesnar one million dollars. Yes, I know. There were the memes were everywhere. Somebody put Adam Pierce's face on Dr. Evil, and I rightly stole it. <laughs> uh that will hold that will keep in my in my uh my phone's memory banks for a long time. It was it's just fantastic. Um I'm very, very <laughs> I'm a big fan of Adam Pierce. Um, I, I I loved him when he was a wrestler. He was the biggest heel that you could be. And for a split second, while he was talking about what had happened, you saw that aggression in his voice. And I was just like, wait, are we going to get the old scrap daddy back? But he quickly calmed himself down and went about being his WWE official Adam Pierce. And well, we'll see. I doubt he'll ever crack and go back to the way he was. Um, but if you haven't watched Adam Pierce's matches, especially with NWA, um, you need to go back and do that. It, it'll be a treat for yourself to, to, to watch somebody be the biggest asshole that you could be in the ring. <laughs> it's, it's well worth the watch. After that, we had Drew McIntyre issuing another open challenge. And the person who answers it is Mustafa Ali. Now, people sleep on this poor man. And it makes me sad because Mustafa Ali is a fantastic talent, severely underutilized, and he really, really needs more time on television. Well, he got it tonight. Um, unfortunately, the match wasn't super quick. It <laughs> wasn't super long because Drew was able to take him out. Uh, and then, unfortunately, they they seem to have pulled the trigger on a new gimmick, possibly, or a new something from Mustafa talking about how people don't like him because of his name. And I'm like, oh, no, they're doing they're doing that, aren't they? Because he's a foreigner and he's Muslim. And well, 
I really hope that's not the case, but if tonight was any clue, that that does not bode well. So we'll see where that goes. Hopefully, people just overreacting. I actually missed it. I wasn't paying attention to that. Um, I was busy tweeting. <laughs> so I'll be 100% honest, but uh, the Twitter world is not very happy about it. So we'll see what happens. After that, we had we had some fun. As anybody who's listened to these podcasts for, for a long time, you know that I am a big fan of the New Day, of Xavier Woods, Up, Up, Down, Down, pretty much everything that this man does uh, on WWE television and on YouTube, I am a fan of. I have been for you know a very long time. Well, we had ourselves a New Day and Hit Row segment together, and I was just like, well, smackdown has 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 peaked tonight <laughs> um we had ourselves a little bit of a sing-off they uh they were showing their gratitude for the king and it led to our next segment which was the knighting of kofi kingston now i know you must be like what why is this why is this happening well as we all know the new day is a family with Biggie being on Raw, Kofi and Woods, they're just going to town when it comes to SmackDown. So with Xavier Woods being the king, he needs to bestow the greatest honor available for a human being. And that is to be the hand of the king. And that's what happens. Kofi knighted as your hand of the king. Also with Xavier Woods quoting Golden Girls, which if you know anything about Woods, that man loves the Golden Girls. So it was just, it was a very heartwarming moment in the ring. And then, of course, what happens, it gets ruined by the bloodline, the Usos, the Ones, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And we have ourselves a nice little mini promo off between the two teams. And it brought me back to when they had that that rap off years ago when the Usos dropped the famous, you know, don't be rated R like your boy Xavier Woods. And that, I think, for me, has been one of my absolute favorite promos of all time. But to have the Usos in the New Day on SmackDown together for at least a year, this is going to be outstanding. The feuds that these, these men have had are probably some of the best stuff in modern wrestling today. So the fact that they're going at it again, and that was your main event for the night. It was set later on. It was the New Day versus the Usos, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Very excited to see what's going on. I thought, honestly, that Raw had won the draft, but New Day and and the Usos being on the same brand might even that up pretty quickly. But being that it's Halloween, our next match was a trick or street fight. And as you can tell with the ominous music playing in the background, yes, it was a scary, scary event. (laughs) They have these things every single year, and... This year was no different. You had uh, 
you know, the candy corn kendo sticks. You have the, the, the bucket with, you know, bobbing for apples. You had pumpkins everywhere, skeletons hanging up on the, uh, on the ring posts. It was a good, it was a good time. But the fact that the match was the Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Rick Boogs taking on the, uh, the former king, Baron Corbin, and Mad Cat Moss. And I have to say, whenever there's a entrance with Shinsuke and Rick Boogs and Pat McAfee is there, because that man does commentary along with Michael Cole. It turns into a party. I, I feel I kind of part of me feels bad for Cole because McAvee just loses his absolute mind every single time that Shinsuke comes out with Boogs. And <laughs> during this match, I think Pat McAfee lost his mind about 14 times, and I loved every second of it. It just I don't know what it is, but Pat McAfee just adds that extra layer to SmackDown, and especially for commentary, and it just makes it so much more fantastic and fun to watch. Um, the fact that he's so opinionated about everything, and I know that commentators are supposed to be kind of down the line, but Pat is just, he's over the top, and I love him for it. He he definitely was a blessing uh, when he was in NXT, when he had his one match with Adam Cole, that was just, I did not expect Pat McAfee to be that good in the ring. And I knew how good he was on the mic because he drops promos. He has his own podcast that does fantastic as well. And it's just, he's a natural fit. He loves wrestling and it, it's, it's fantastic. I, I love him on there. And I, honestly never want him to leave <laughs> but this match was very entertaining um it's goofy because it's the halloween match of the night and it's a straight fight and people getting hit with kendos and pumpkins being put on heads and all the ridiculousness that you would assume to happen during this match happened but the crazy thing is at the end these two i'll call them ghouls because they were kind of dressed in horrific um, attire, attack Shinsuke and Boogs with kendo sticks, causing them to lose the match. And then once they take their masks off, it's Umberto Carrillo and Andrew Garza who were drafted from Raw. So I don't know if they're helping Corbin and, and Madcap Moss, but... It was definitely intriguing. Uh, they definitely put a stamp on, you know, entering themselves into the show. So we'll kind of see where that goes from there. After that, we have the ongoing drama that is Sonya Deville and Naomi, where Naomi tonight was going to have herself a match with Shayna Baszler. Um, but unfortunately, there was there didn't seem to be a ref for this match. And what happens but Sonya Deville herself comes out, puts on the special guest ref outfit, and away we go. So clearly, we all know how this is going to end. <laughs> well, the match was going on. It's about 
Naomi getting distracted by Sonia. She goes to jump off the top rope, unfortunately slips. Like I said, this is live television. These mistakes thing, they happen. It, it There's no getting around it. It's going to happen. So she tries to recover, gets an insecurity off on Shayna, goes for a pin, and Sonia just kind of drops to her knees but doesn't make the pinfall. Shayna then rolls Sonya over, and, like, this three count was so fast, I think it blurred the television. Not even going to lie. It was ridiculously quick. Clearly, Sonya's got herself an issue. She has for a while with Naomi. I still don't understand why. I don't think any of us do. Eventually, they're going to talk about it, and they're going to say it, what it is. Um, and it's going to be good because I still want that match between Naomi and, and, and Sony, a straight-up one-on-one, I think it would be really good. And I'm assuming Naomi's going to go over. So we'll see. After that, we had that main event that I talked about. The Usos taking on the New Day. And this match had about 15 to 20 minutes. Used up about 18 of them. It was great. Um, near falls, fantastic matchups, tag team moves galore. It's good stuff. Great wrestling, exactly what I expected from them. Best part about it, the New Day wins. They get the pin on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So does that mean that gold possibly could be in the future for the New Day Kingdom? We'll see. Should be good going forward. Like I said, a real good SmackDown, even without the Universal Champion. So let us know what you guys thought. You know, go on Twitter, let us know. I've been tweeting about it all night. Sam, my boys, in the middle of tweeting Rampage. We will talk about that show along with the rest of AEW and the other wrestling news out in the world. We will cover that during our traditional Above the Ring episode, which will be coming out on Monday. But this is it for the SmackDown study tonight. Guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, we appreciate you guys. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as well as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere at Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If we're not on one that you listen to, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend and have a safe and happy Halloween. Most importantly, though, please Don't forget to ship it and join the bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, 
a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.